It's going to be cold. Shut up and deal with it. Hey, it's not me saying that. That's what the National Weather Service is telling people in Chicago, where the wind chill temperature could be as low as 55 below zero. And the National Weather Service says that in order to protect their lungs, people there in Chicago should avoid taking deep breaths and minimize talking. You know what they say about people talking about the weather and never doing anything about it? Well, they still can't do anything about it in Chicago, but they can't talk about it either. So I guess half of the problem is solved. Apparently, Chicago is going to be colder than the South Pole tomorrow, but probably with heavier traffic, especially at rush hour. Uh, The high tomorrow is expected to be, in Chicago that is, 12 below. That's the high. 12 below zero for the high temperature. And don't you dare suggest that it means that, uh, you know, global warming isn't a problem anymore. Because we're talking about climate change here. And, you know, it's a big difference between that and global warming, as you know. Anyway, the coldest temperature, uh, coldest, I should say, temperature in Chicago was 27 below back on January 27th, 1985. It looks like we should stay above zero around here. Uh, last thing I saw or heard was, I think, one degree was the low. We'll talk about the environment when we come back after the break. And have you heard about the new green, well, it's actually the Green New Deal. Looks like the Democrats are going to seriously be pushing that right up until the 2020 election. And it's unbelievably stupid and scary that they're even talking about it. Anyway, we will have a guy here to tell you why it's stupid and why it'll never work after the break. And in our second half hour, just imagine this. The Steelers are playing in the Super Bowl on Sunday. But you're not all that excited about it because they are playing as the Los Angeles Steelers. That's what happened to the St. Louis Rams. So that's what the people in St. Louis are dealing with. They're seeing their team that was in town a couple of years ago uh, and not doing all that well in the Super Bowl. But it's not the St. Louis Rams anymore. It's the Los Angeles Rams. When we come back, we're going to talk to a guy who's written a column about that. So stick around. That's all coming up right here on the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Why get stuck with a Medicare plan that leaves you at a disadvantage? Medicare open enrollment season has been extended through March 31st. This is John Steigerwald. Take advantage of your final opportunity this year to make a one-time switch to real Medicare coverage that includes traditional Medicare Part B and the Part D prescription drug plan. The team at Marley Financial knows Medicare is confusing. They know you have questions, and their team of experts can guide you through all the options available to help you make the best choice possible. A comprehensive Medicare plan that lets you access any doctor or hospital you want without a referral with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. A Medicare plan that's focused not just on cost, but quality. Don't get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses. Call Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. Deadline is March 31st. That's 724-884-1496, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. 
Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? G'day, I'm Scott from Plug In Pest Free, and I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically read your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is Plug In Pest Free. 100% chemical-free, Plug-In Pest-Free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our bestseller, the Plug-In Pest-Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code RADIO20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Go pestfree.com today. Patriot Mobile wants you to know that you can get a great deal while spending zero of your hard-earned dollars on liberal causes. As President Trump has said, we are in a crisis, and that means every dollar counts. Don't waste your efforts on something as simple as your cell phone. You're going to use it every day and pay for it anyway, so why not switch to a company like Patriot Mobile that is actively fighting for border wall security, pro-life, and Second Amendment rights? Patriot Mobile makes the transition easy. You can call 1-800-A-PATRIOT and talk to a real live person who shares your traditional American values and will help you save money and switch from Big Mobile to America's only conservative cell phone company. You get the same reliable nationwide service. And with unlimited plans starting as low as $20 per month, why wait? Visit them online at patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh or call them at 1-800-A-PATRIOT, 1-800-272-8746. Patriot Mobile, let's secure the border and secure the future of America. PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh, or call them at 1-800-A-PATRIOT. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, we should all be thankful that the bartender from the Bronx, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, is now in Congress and ready to take care of us. She's pushing the Green New Deal, and she wants to be done with fossil fuels in 10 years. And she promises millions of good-paying jobs. But here's the best part. She says it will end poverty in America. Imagine that. I hope I live long enough to see that. For some reason, though, uh, not everybody's on board with her. Craig Richardson is president of the Energy and Environmental Legal Institute. He's not on board. He joins us now. Craig, thanks for being here. Great. Appreciate the opportunity. Now, i got to ask you a question. How could you possibly be against something that guarantees millions of good-paying jobs and the end of poverty in America? And, and unicorns and uh, rainbows, <laughs> you forgot, as well. Yeah. I mean, that's actually what they're, what, what uh, the Green New Deal is, at least according to um, uh, some people, is um, including, including um, uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. That's what we're going to get with it. 
Yeah, and, you know, this is just repackaged socialism, really. We've seen it before. Uh, unfortunately for our friends across the pond, Europe has been dealing with this for a decade now, and the results are in, and they're not pretty. People's uh, electricity bills are skyrocketing, and they're, uh, the Brits have a one uh, a typical British term or euphemism called winter deaths, which basically means seniors and those unable to pay their electric bills are dying because they can't turn their heat on. In Germany, they're deciding between renting uh, or paying mortgage and uh, and paying their electricity bill. And, and you know, we don't have to go overseas either. It's, it's happening in California and some of the other lefty places that have already tried this. It doesn't work. It's socialism. It drives up the cost of electricity. And the most frustrating thing is there's absolutely no reason to do it. We have the best energy grid in the in the world. We have wonderful, innovative technology here that has our emissions lower than than any other developing country. So why why mess with it? And um, you mentioned uh, what's happening in Europe, and uh, it's specifically, uh, I think I saw uh, four hundred dollars a month for electric in France. Um, yeah, well, for, one of the things that unfortunately in classic uh, media world we live in now, but they wouldn't cover the, and this is not necessarily electricity, but this is oil and gas. Uh, the, the entire French Revolution 2.0 that happened over Christmas was because the, the working class couldn't afford to put gas in their cars because of these same policies that are part of this bad new green deal. I mean, it's all tied in together. They're trying to drive up the costs of energy and electricity. Ultimately, their goal is essentially to bring this from a private sector into the public sector, which sounds a lot like the Soviet Union to me, but that's what they're trying to do. And the same kind of thing they're trying to do with medicine and um, health care and all that. It's the, same, it's the same deal. It's just a matter It's about control. Um, but uh, what I don't understand or what I don't get is um, why, how does someone like Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, who's been in the Congress for about 15 minutes, how does she get taken seriously by so many people? Because I think Kamala Harris, um, who announced her candidacy for president just a day or two ago, I believe she's signed up for this. She said she's in. She's all in on the Green New Deal. And so I don't know if Ocasio-Cortez is the first person to come up with it or she just is promoting it or what. But how does this even get past, uh, you know, how does it pass the smell test in the first five minutes? Well, because it's not her idea, nor was it Bernie's, nor is it Kamala Harris. I mean, one of the biggest donors of the Democratic Party uh, for the last six, eight years has been Tom Steyer. This is all Tom Steyer, Mike Bloomberg, Rockefeller Foundation. It's all their retread trash, and they're just finding the latest politicians who are willing to take the money and, and go go out and be the front people for it. It's the same stuff they've been peddling over and over. It's the same stuff that came out of the U.N., climate change. And it's important to look there in the early 90s when the IPCC, which was the U.N. group that supposedly going to you know, prevent global warming, that's what it was called at the time. And, and the, one of the early chairmen of that, of that U.N. committee said, this isn't about the environment, this is about a redistribution of wealth. Literally their words. So this is just a retread. We've seen it before. It comes in a package now of a 29-year-old with a lot of spirit, and that's what it is. And like you said, 15 minutes in the Congress. Interestingly, she's having some people on on the left not like all the attention she's getting, so we'll see how they deal with that. Yeah. Um, but they're all in because that's where Steyer is. That's where the Democratic money is. I mean, it's ironic that the Democrats have gone from the party that used to protect the workers to essentially adopting policies that are going to put them in, in, in harm's way. That's what, they, that's what these do. They put the people who can least afford it 
in harm's way because they're collateral damage for global billionaires like Tom Steyer who wants to control the energy and how you use energy. Meanwhile, his private company is citing coal-fired power plants all over Vietnam. And um, is there anyone outside of politics, though, or anyone outside of people like Steyer and and people who just want to have a monopoly or at least have a major control of the energy uh, business? Is there anyone outside of politics who's actually taking this seriously or anybody outside of the people who could benefit directly from it? Well, sadly, the ones that are actually all in on this, in fact, I feel like it's the other way around. We're pushing the rock up up the hill every day. But utilities are all in on this because they see huge windfall for them. Uh, and even big mega corporations like ExxonMobil are in on this because it's a barrier to entry for mid- middle and uh, private petroleum companies. I mean, it's a barrier to entry because of regulation. So there's a lot of people that are that are in on it that are pushing the narrative, not to speak of the uh, school system or the media that... Right. drumming this into these kids' heads. So it's a huge it's a huge thing to deal with. I mean, the logic tells us that it's something that shouldn't be done, that it's already tried, it's already bankrupt uh, economies and, and, and hurt older people and people can't afford it. But that doesn't stop them. They're continuing to, to push this narrative. Uh, and, and, and the longer it goes, the, the, more, the harder it's going to be to push back on it. Uh, meanwhile, you turn around, and, you know, I was in uh, Charlotte last week, and my son plays hockey. We were down there on a travel tournament, and gas was a buck ninety-one. I, I said, I can't, I can't imagine you know, I'd ever seen uh, oil and gas that cheap. Uh, yeah. And, and the economy's booming as a result. I mean, I knew in Pittsburgh, you guys, I mean, it's important to your economy. It's important to everybody. Yeah, I just and, I just uh, paid two forty a gallon here, and that's low for here. But And I talked about this uh, last week a little bit. Very few people realize that the... Uh, it's two forty nine a gallon, but it's really about a buck seventy five because seventy five cents of it is tax. So it's when you yeah, when you, when you eliminate the tax, is one of those one of those purple states, I guess. Uh, it's the highest, yeah, second I, highest, or highest. It varies. Um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of taxes they throw on that. But explain and, to me, uh, and we're talking to Craig Richardson, president of Energy and Environment uh, Legal Council um, Institute. Sorry, um, explain to me how. ExxonMobil benefits from the elimination of fossil fuels or for someone pushing that idea? Well, I'll give you an even crazier one because they're all in it together. Uh, British Petroleum has a campaign called Beyond Petroleum. Mm -hmm. It'd be like Ford Motor Company coming out with an ad campaign saying Beyond Beyond Motor Vehicles. Right. Um, They're in it because they know it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen, and they're in it because... We don't really have a free market system anymore at that level, right? We've got, you know, four or five mega oil and gas companies. We've got three wireless seller telephone companies. We've got four insurance companies. These people aren't a free market anymore. They haven't been for a long time. And so for them, you know, the part of it's feel good, part of it's but, – but the greenies have done a lot for these companies, too. They've, they've infiltrated these companies, and, you know, they're taking over – they even have such things as some of these companies called sustainable development manager. I mean, all these sort of Orwellian titles. So they've spent a lot of time the last 20 or 30 years kind of like carpentering and burrowing into places. And, and now it's coming to fruition. But ExxonMobil, like I said, I mean, you, you jack up the cost of things and, and only the mega companies are able to pay for it. Is a huge barrier to entry for a for the independent, regardless of what industry you're in, uh, and you know I, it, it happens over and over again. Big government working with big corporations, 
Um, and that's, that's another sort of trend we've seen in America, but it's not healthy. I mean, you just need to look at what happens to the mom and pop stores every time a Walmart plops down yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Well, what, what would you, if you were, um, interrogating Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, I have to keep bringing her up because she's becoming <laughs> way too... Well, you uh, do better with her name than I do. I can't even pronounce it. Yeah, but, but, but it's, uh, it's, she's becoming way... <laughs> You know, she, her name's being thrown around way too much for what you know for her position in life. But anyway, she's the one who's out there selling it, and Kamala Harris now. If you were to uh, be interrogating them, what what questions should you, and in that case, in effect, what should we all be asking them? Well, I, I think the first question is, why would you want to destroy the best uh, energy system the entire world has ever seen? Why would you want to destroy the one thing that separates us from the developing countries? That's got our life expectancies in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, but their answer to that, Craig, would be, excuse me, but their their answer to that would be, well, yeah, because we have 10 years, and if we don't do something, the the planet's going to disappear. We're going to, we're all dead. 10 years based on what? Based on the models that Al Gore came out with that said Manhattan's going to be underwater now? I mean, I'm tired of having them push us in the corner about science. Their lousy science is what these policies are are based on. Show Show me the proof. Show me the beef. None of your stuff, none of your modeling has come anywhere near true. The temperatures are supposed to be 10 degrees higher now. The, the sea levels are supposed to be over. The, none, nothing that they predicted in the 90s that got all these policies in place has come remotely true. None of it. In fact, Al Gore said 10 years ago, as I look out my window in a snowstorm here in Virginia, <laughs> Al Gore said 10 years ago that, that the children better get used to looking at snow now because it will be a thing that they'll only have in their memories going forward. And then we got Chicago this week is going to have what minus fifty degree weather. Yeah, that's not so that's, that's not global warming. That's climate change, Greg. You can't. Well, it was they keep moving the bar. Yeah, it was global. I mean, these people are are snake oil salesmen, and they've been they've, and they continue to sell us the same. The repack is not even the same because the narrative that the science doesn't work. The narrative has to change because what was global warming is now climate change because. These things are cyclical. The climate has been changing for the 4.5 billion years that we've been on this, not us, but the, yeah. this planet has been around. Uh, the, that big ball, that big orange ball in the sky probably has more to do it, do with it than most people will realize. Uh, and quite honestly, CO2, uh, is, as CO2 does not drive temperature, temperature drives CO2. And that's, it, you know, it, it's, but, but I don't want to, bother getting into the science because they're the ones that should prove science to us because everything that they've built these policies on these economy job destroying policies are based on faulty science none of it's true it hasn't come true and it's been way over exaggerated and al gore is a very very wealthy man as a result of peddling that story and i couldn't agree with you more but my problem is i don't know how many voices are out there like yours that um that are going to get uh, catch the ear of people who cast votes because if you have people, I mean, you know how it works. Um, the whole the whole idea of the Democrat uh, Party is, uh, and more and more every day, as you know, is offering free stuff to people. So um, you know you have that going on. Then you also have it's either how, how would you like to have everything for free. Or if you don't do what we say you're going to do, we're all going to die. That's their. I mean, those are two hard arguments to to be on the other side of. Right, right, and, and it is a challenge. I'm not. I'm you know, particularly when you consider they own the school systems and everything else, yeah. all the other communications channels in Hollywood. 
But but the American people, I have a lot of faith in the American people, quite honestly, once you get outside of Washington, when you get up to Pittsburgh and other parts of the world, they get it. They are, people understand. And, you know, I think that's where the fight has to happen. Let me tell you, I've been in, in and out of Washington for 30 years, and you're, this place is not going to change. You know what you get here. Uh, but where, where this has to be fought, it has to be fought at a local level. For too long, we keep looking at trying, oh, we have to change Washington. I think you've you got to fight this stuff. So much of this stuff from the U.N. filters in at the local level, even the crazy social stuff that goes on with what they're teaching to our kids. And, and, you, and people have to be willing to go out on a Wednesday night and do stuff and, and, and show up at these school board meetings or show up at the local town hall meeting and, and say, no, we don't want windmills in our town. They don't work. We don't want, I mean, people have to be willing to push back. And, and they also have to step up and, and be willing to push back against the narrative that somehow the world is, you know, collapsing. Because it's not. I mean, I wouldn't want to be in any other place in the world than, than America. We've got the greatest uh, water and air than anywhere. We've been, we live a long time, and largely because of energy. And you know, I just think people need to be sort of not afraid to stand up. Because if we don't stand up now, you're not going to have the capacity to do it later. Um, and that's, that's, that's the reality. I mean, we're at that point. I think we're at that critical point. Uh, do, do you remember the Mr. Goodwrench oh, yeah. ad they used to have mm-hmm. years ago where yeah. he, the guy, he about the oil change, he yeah. was standing there with a wrench in his hand. He yeah. said, you can pay me now or you can pay me later. Yeah. Meaning if you don't get the oil change now, your engine's going to seize up. Well, we're kind of in between there. <laughs> I mean, if we don't stand up now and protect the very values of this country, then they're going to be gone forever. And Ronald Reagan warned us about that a long, long time ago. Well, I own some property up uh, in Canada and uh, near Lake Erie, and uh, right in the, within a couple of miles of where our place is, they've put up some really, really ugly windmills. Um, I and think they're horrible. Yeah, they're hideous. And I and but uh, I, this is another thing that makes it such a tough argument. Why would you want to have dirty coal burning and all the stuff that re- it's required to create this electricity when all you need to do is just catch the wind, like uh, like uh, Donovan? Well, well the say. biggest argument because the wind doesn't doesn't go all. Are you going to run? Are you going to run Pittsburgh on a windmill and solar? It doesn't work. It's never going to work. What are you going to do in Chicago when the temperature is fifty below zero? You're going to and the wind's not blowing and the sun's not out. Are you going to? How are you going to live then? People are literally going to die in that case. This is a reckless policy. And, and to your answer about coal is so much cleaner now than it ever has, and we have scrubbers on the utilities. Our own innovative energy companies and the middle people involved are going to are, have so much more technology going on now in terms of clean burning fuel. It's, it's unbelievable. And, and there's probably there there are R and D should go on with other sources, but wind and solar is, a, is I mean that's that's a, I mean if you want to run a farm maybe. Well, you want to run a house out in the middle of nowhere where you when you're off the grid, maybe. Yeah. But you try. I, I I don't know. Would you want to put your anybody any one of your loved ones in a hospital running on wind wind or solar? <laughs> no, no, with a big windmill out in the parking lot. Yeah, um, <laughs> the one that never turns. And I agree yeah. with you. It it should be sight pollution. Remember when we did the seventies? Oh, they ugly. Like noise pollution, uh, but it's uh, sight pollution. I, uh, they're really ugly. Uh, well, um, and also wind is um, is. Expensive, isn't it? I only have about a minute left. Wind uh, is not cheap. No, take away the subsidies, and it's 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 completely it it doesn't work. It doesn't. You take away the subsidies on both of them, and they don't work. Nothing works. And and uh, yeah, I mean the whole thing's been propped up, and the windmill has winds have a whole bunch of other things, including killing birds. And for some reason now, Budweiser's on board as well. I don't know if you saw their Super Bowl ad. It's yeah. Have the, yeah, yeah. Going to have the, showing that they use uh, wind power to make you know 
I mean, they're taking all our great icons and they're making, they're destroying them. That's part of their strategy, I guess. But no, it, it doesn't work. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to stay on, uh, uh, on the traditional sources as long as I possibly can. And, and our own innovation will make sure that they're clean. And, and as I said, we've already cleaned up a lot of our air and water already. There's not, it's not an issue anymore. It may have been in the 60s and 70s, but it's not anymore. Hey, Craig, I appreciate you taking the time and keep up the fight, man. Great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Okay, thank you. That's Craig Richardson, president of Energy and Environment Legal Institute. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Head of talks on a border security compromise, the House's top Republican says the wording doesn't matter. Build that wall. Build that wall. It was a mainstay of the Trump campaign, but the president's been backing off that word. Barriers, fencing, or walls, or whatever you want to call it. And now House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy says the border deal doesn't have to include it either. It could be barrier. It doesn't have to be a wall. Suggesting GOP negotiators could be flexible. Democrats like Hakeem Jeffries are against money for a wall. However, uh, we are willing to support... Uh, fencing. The bipartisan talks are set to begin tomorrow. Sagar Magani, Washington. A mixed day on Wall Street as the Dow was up by 52 points to 24,579, but the Nasdaq dropped 58, the S&P lower by 4. This is SRN News. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt, credit card debt, and I heard a commercial for Trinity. I gave them a call. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. When I first called, I was a little embarrassed and kind of ashamed, and I looked at the numbers, and I saw how quickly that astronomical debt that was in my life would go away. Trinity will Consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. What I would tell other people, please pick up the phone and call Trinity. Just let them put together a program and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Jay Sekulow wants accountability from the FBI. You got Andrew McCabe under a criminal investigation for what? Leaking information to the media. You now have, it was confirmed yesterday, that James Baker, the general counsel of the FBI, is under a criminal investigation for what? Leaking information to the media. We know that James Comey leaked information to the media uh, through a friend of his in order, to, and that was including conversations he had with the President of the United States. Jay Sekulow Live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, on AM 1250. The answer. Will the Allegheny County Airport Authority learn from its embarrassing failures to command the marketplace at Pittsburgh International Airport, or will PASB prologue in 2019? The hubris of the authority's subsidies to a number of airlines was laid bare last year, attempting to artificially create demand for travel to certain destinations by subsidizing fares as folly on its face. Learn more about this topic and others at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional thinking is challenged every day. 
Tax season is here again with more tax law changes than we've seen in 30 years. But no matter how difficult your return is, William Egan CPA can make it easy. William Egan is the local CPA for everyday people. Bill and his staff can demystify your tax filing process for less money than the big national chains with work that's guaranteed. He's been doing it for over 20 years. He can do it for you. Visit SteelCityCPA.com. William Egan, the local CPA for everyday people like you at SteelCityCPA.com. How many sales are you missing because you're not effectively using social media marketing? Worse yet, how many customers are your competitors stealing from you because they are? The vast majority of the population is on social media nearly every day shopping. Does your business have an effective selling presence on social media? We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. Your competition is already social. Catch them and surpass them. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We know how to make every digital dollar count towards sales success. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. We're looking very busy on the outbound Parkway East Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood Swissvale. A little bit of volume on the inbound side, Second Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. On the Parkway West, main area where we see some delays is inbound Montour Run Road to 60. Now on the Parkway North, the HOV lanes are heavy northbound from 19 to Cemetery Lane. Also, the regular lanes through there seeing some delays. Northbound 79, that's slow Parkway North merge up to 910. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Well, the few flurries this evening. Late tonight and early tomorrow, some more substantial snow showers and a heavier squall will bring a fresh coating to an inch, cause slick spots tomorrow morning. Otherwise, tonight, brisk and very cold with a low 7. The rest of tomorrow, windy and frigid, despite clouds are breaking for some sun. Temperatures staying in the single digits. Bitterly cold tomorrow night, low 4 below, patchy clouds. Sunshine, but bitterly cold Thursday, my near 10. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait on AM 1250, The Answer. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer. Well, imagine this. The Steelers are playing in the Super Bowl on Sunday, but they're not the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're the Los Angeles Steelers. Uh, That's what people in St. Louis are going to be dealing with on Sunday. Jerry Brewer of the Washington Post thought it was interesting enough to take a trip out there to St. Louis to find out what it's like, and he joins us now. Jerry, thanks for being here. Hi, no problem. Thanks for having me. Not getting Jerry. I think we're going to we have a little bit of an issue right now with our um, phone system, and uh, it's not getting through. Jerry, I, I don't know if you can hear me, but I apologize. We'll try to get you back. Let's uh, um, let Jerry go, uh, Aaron, and we'll try to get him. I um, uh, it's a shame because he wrote a really good column, and and it, it uh, really never occurred to me until I saw the column what it would be what it would be like for those people in St. Louis. Interesting situation there, of course, is that they uh, were happy to have the Rams move to St. Louis and become the Cardinals uh, back in 1995, and they stayed there, I think it was until 2015, and then they left uh, just uh, to go back to, to, the, uh, to Los Angeles, which is obviously where they are now. But uh, uh, as Jerry Brewer points out in his column, um, it, 
that it wasn't just that this guy, the owner, and his name is this is the the most amazing thing that I found from the column. There are a lot of interesting things in here about what's happening there in St. Louis now that uh, they don't have a team, and that team is in the Super Bowl. But just again, try to imagine this happening to the Steelers. Um, the guy, the owner's name, I believe, is pronounced Cranky, uh, Stan Cranky, K R O E N K E. Now his name is Stan. Now, if you know anything about sports, you know that the name Stan in St. Louis is a pretty important name. You know, Stan the man, like Stan Musial, the the most. He's probably the most iconic athlete. I, he's not probably. He's definitely the most iconic athlete in St. Louis history, and a baseball Hall of Famer. And um, Stan Kroenke, Cranky, his name, his full name. Is 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 not just uh, Stanley Cranky after uh, Saint Lu- after uh, Stan Musial, but he's also named after another uh, pretty famous um, baseball player who who played out there. Um, his name is Enos Stanley Cranky. Before Stan Musial came along, Enos Slaughter was probably the um, not again not probably I I think he was the most famous and most beloved baseball player in St. Louis history. So this guy named Enos Stanley Krenke, K-R-O-E-N-K-E, decides that he wants a new stadium, and there was the usual fight over it. And at, at first, the government there said, well, we're not going to give you a stadium. And they had, you know, the usual back and forth went on. But then the the um, the uh, owner of the Rams, because Krenke guy, he decides that it's not going to work, and, and of course, the people in Los Angeles, I don't know, when I say people, I'm, I'm talking about the, the politicians out there, they decide that um, they're going to make an offer, and they're going to build a stadium, and I don't even know the details, I don't have it in front of me here, but they built a billion-plus state. I don't know, it might be three billion, I don't even know what it is, but it's a gigantic stadium for the Rams in L.A., and... Um, but this cranky guy, he leaves to take that deal, all right? But what he did before he left, he made sure that uh, the NFL wouldn't be interested in going back there because he wrote that the – based on – and this was after the, the politicians in St. Louis had um, decided to uh, give him some kind of a stadium. They made him an offer. And when they did, uh, he looked at it and said, nah, this stinks. It, it won't work. I can't make any money with this. And so they left. Uh, but he left behind a letter that he wrote saying, "Football, pro football will never work in St. Louis. And he just completely trashed the city as an NFL city. And that um, that is what they're living with right now. They're, they're sitting there watching the Super Bowl this Sunday. I don't know how many people are going to actually watch it. But they they not only had their team leave, but they had the guy, a, a longtime St. Louis resident, leave and leave behind uh, a note telling everybody that the uh, it wasn't. If you're thinking about putting another team in here, don't. Well, you know, there's a pretty good argument for not putting a team in there because this version of the St. Louis NFL team, this version of the Rams, is the second NFL team to move out of St. Louis. So. Um, I think it's a really interesting story, but there's a, there's a lot there's a lot uh, tied up in the story. 
beyond just these fans being disappointed. Um, and it's, uh, to me, it goes to what happens with the NFL and the monopoly, and there's a lot of other things to talk about. But I, I, they tell me that Jerry is uh, able to hear me now, and I can hear Jerry. Can you hear me, Jerry? I can hear you. Hey, what a what a marvel! Well, wow, what a what a great <laughs> thing I, you and I can talk, and you're all the way out there in St. Louis, and here I am in Pittsburgh. I think it's interesting. Thanks for being here, by the way. Um, we've had you no on problem. before. I really appreciate it. Um, it's interesting that they. I think it was a really good idea. I don't know if it was your idea. You're a columnist, or if your editor's idea, but uh, it was a very good uh, little piece of journalistic enterprise that you don't see uh, as much of these days. To just uh, to make that trip. Did you find it interesting? I did find it interesting. I, I really I wanted to experience that more than I wanted to experience. The Super Bowl hype this week in Atlanta. Oh, I don't blame you. I've been there. Believe me. I think I think it tells you something. It, it keeps you grounded in uh, kind of the cool business that professional sports can be. Right. And it reminds you if if you have good ownership, it reminds you how lucky you are because you could be in in a situation like the Rams found themselves um, with Stan Kroenke um, being desperate to get to Los Angeles so he could potentially make more money yeah and i and i um i, I said before while we were well, actually while i was tap dancing <laughs> waiting for you to get back on the line so i could talk to you <laughs> um i i uh i mentioned that the thing it's and i was going to mention this to you that the thing that's really jumped out at me was i i knew this cranky guy and i'd heard his name during all this stuff a few years ago but his name is enos stanley cranky i mean that really hurts i'm trying to that's like somebody being called uh I don't know, Franco, Charles, <laughs> something or other, and moving the Steelers out of time. You know, Fra- Franco Harris being named after Franco Harris and moving the Steelers out of town. It's amazing. It is. It is. I mean, named after Eno Slaughter and, and Stan Musial, um, you know, two of the most iconic um, sports legends in the city. And, uh, you know, just a, a St. Louis, Missouri guy through and through until he got this idea in his head that, you know, you should make a power play and, and go back, go to L.A. Um, and, you know, the whole history of the Rams, I mean, they are the Cleveland yep. slash Los Angeles slash St. Louis slash Los Angeles Rams. And, I mean, they've only been around for, what, 70 years? Right. So, I mean, we're talking once every decade and a half, that franchise is moving somewhere. And, uh, you know, as much as, as much as you you feel for St. Louis, you're also reminded of, of uh, you know how that felt on the other end when the Rams left Los Angeles and moved to St. Louis. And so, on one hand, you've got people uh, like my a good friend of mine, Gary Washburn from the Boston Globe, who grew up in L.A., who was damn near in tears because the team that was kind of ripped away is back. Yeah, and they're playing football at the highest level. On the other hand, you, you've got St. Louis, and and um, you know this is the second time that the uh, NFL has left them. And what's going to happen ten years from now? They're gonna they're gonna be pawns, mm-hmm. um, so that you know other cities can say, "Hey, you want you don't want to build me a stadium? Guess what? I'll try to go to St. Louis." So yep. it's almost like that ploy to try to extort money. So again, you know, it, you know, you're fortunate, um, you know, if you're 
have an organization like the Steelers and have good, strong yeah. ownership like the Steelers. It's mm-hmm. also a reminder. Um, it was disappointing the way that year ended with the Steelers, and they got a lot of drama with uh, Antonio Brown oh, sure. and kind of the future mm-hmm. of this organization. But in the big picture of things, you're still talking about one of the best ownerships in sports yep. and one of the best organizations in sports, and they'll figure it out. And fortunately, they'll figure it out without moving somewhere else. Yeah, and and what does it say? Uh, it, it says a lot to me that they left Los Angeles open for like 20 years, and now there were two teams there, both of which tried to use Los Angeles uh, as a, uh, a way of uh, blackmailing the cities they were in in order to get better stadium deals. Both cities, for some reason, I don't know the details on why they, they didn't uh, end up getting the stadium in St. Louis or San Diego, but it didn't work, and so there they are. They're both in L.A. now. And now there are two other cities, NFL cities, sitting there waiting, as you said, to be used to bribe somebody else. Yes, and I, I mean, it, it is it is the sports version of extortion, to be quite honest uh, about it. It, it's, uh, it really makes you feel dirty, you know, just thinking about how all of this goes down. Now, in St. Louis, St. Louis had, had put together, the city had put together a, a pretty solid proposal to build a, a $1.1 billion stadium and, um, you know, essentially uh, Stan Kroenke and, and the Rams, you know, write this 29-page document in which they spell out why St. Louis is not a viable NFL city and kind of misled people because, you know, St. Louis is, is a town that um, it's not really a downtown. It's almost all suburbs kind of connect to make a city. Uh-huh. And, they, and they use information that was sort of misleading in that they're talking about, you know, how poor economically the city is within its core when really the city of St. Louis is, is suburbs. Um but anyway, um, uh, they not only in, in this document they not only said it was bad for them; they said it would be bad for any team to yeah. move. They tra- he trashed the city as a bad football takes town. It to another level. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's, and, it's amazing that he did that. He did that, uh, especially a guy named Eno Stanley. Uh, that just stuns me. <laughs> yeah, and it's, you know, like a, a lot of people there would say, look. Um, it would have been difficult for us to digest, but if you just came out and just honestly said, look, L.A. is the second biggest market, you know, we're going to go there and we're going to lead this, we can't turn down the opportunity to be a part of this venture that's going to create this $5 billion stadium and entertainment center in Inglewood, California. I just feel as much as I love St. Louis, that this is just a bigger business opportunity. I owe it to myself and I owe it to my family and future generations of Cronkies to pursue this. Yeah, and you know what? They, the, they would have been upset, right. but they wouldn't, I think they would have understood that more on a personal level instead of a guy trashing right. his supposed city on the way to Los Angeles to do what? Hang out with LeBron James and Denzel Washington? Right. Uh, Jerry Brewer is our guest. He's uh, from the Washington Post, a columnist. He's in St. Louis uh, taking a look at what's going on there as the Rams, who used to be there, are in uh, the Super Bowl, and uh, they're representing a different city now. Um, You know, uh, Jerry, you you, uh, work in Washington, D.C., and I've been uh, 
trashing uh, the NFL and the other the other leagues the same way, but especially the NFL. Uh, is there is there somebody in Washington who could answer how it is that they continue to have the monopoly that they do in the NFL? Um, you know that there's not an NFL team now in St. Louis, so the people in St. Louis and in San Diego and in San Antonio and uh, you know we could throw out a few other cities out there don't are not worthy of having a pro football team, a, a major professional football team, because the NFL has a monopoly and they'll decide who gets one. And and they'll use that monopoly in order to get a $1 billion stadium that's going to be sitting empty for 345 days a year, paid for by taxpayers in most cases. Yeah, it's um, it's amazing. Even as, as we start to really peel back the layers um, and how the NFL created this monster, um, I think it's our love of of football in general, you know, mm-hmm. it being, I mean, it's truly, you know, America's passion. We can call baseball America's pastime, but football is America's sporting passion. Um, it, even with all the ugliness, like, we, we just have this way of of being uh, hypocritical mm-hmm. um, because we just love the game so much. And um, that's unfortunate. I mean, I think we really have to uh, start to evolve and, and become, um, you know, a lot more sophisticated in the way that we think about the business of this game, in the way that we think about the physical effects of this game, and and start to demand more out of the game. I mean, I think that's kind of the missing piece. And I think we saw a little bit um, of us wanting to demand something different from football last year with the, uh, with, with the protests during the anthem and uh, the way people reacted to that on both sides. Um, and, and, and you saw how, um, because they were starting to suffer at the gate, how quickly um, they kind of changed and, and tried to get that out of the conversation. You know, I wish that um, it did take, you know, something so powerful and polarizing to mobilize fans and get them to really express their displeasure. Um, but, that, that's something, you know, I mean, it, it shouldn't take, um, uh, there, there are, I mean, there are issues. People are dying as a result of this game, and there is more that they can do uh, to embrace the research, to not get in the way um, of progress with the research. Um, and there's certainly uh, some of their business practices and the way that they treat these cities like they're disposable. Um, is is just hideous, and I think there are some things that uh, we as sports fans should say. Look, that's just not right, and you're not going to get my money until you start to do something about it. Yep. Hey, Jerry, I'm out of time. I'm sorry we were cut short. Uh, a lot of other things I want to talk to you about, but a uh, great idea for the piece, and it's a great piece at the Washington Post on what it's like to be a St. Louis Rams fan this weekend. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, my pleasure. Anytime. All right. And that's Jerry Brewer the, uh, of the Washington Post. We'll be right back. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind. 
expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. At the CMA Foundation, we believe every child should have the access and opportunity to participate in quality music programs. Music education isn't just important if you're going to make it your career. It helps boost student engagement and achievement across all academic subjects and helps children develop the abilities that set them up for lifelong success. Music has always been a huge part of my life. When I started taking clarinet lessons in sixth grade band, a whole world was open to me. I learned how to read music and play multiple instruments. From there, I sang in choir and learned about melodies and harmonies and chords and how to string them together to make this beautiful thing called music. The music education that I received as a student set me up for success as an adult, not just in my career, but in my life. Music is transformative, and I want to ensure that it's never silenced. Learn how you can help support music education at itstartswithme.org. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to 25 thousand dollars windows are us will match any competitor's price no hidden fees or surprises ever schedule a free roof inspection today mention am 1250 for an exclusive 10 percent off why pay double visit the area's premier exterior replacement company windows are us more than a window company visit windows are us pittsburgh.com I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. Today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher mortgage payments. At Quicken Loans, we've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates so you can buy a home with certainty. It's called Rate Shield, and here's how it works. With Rate Shield, you can lock your interest rate while you shop for a new home. So if rates go up, you don't have to worry. And here's the best part. If rates go down, you get the lower rate. With Rate Shield, we really have you covered. Here are more reasons why you'll want to work with America's largest mortgage lender. For nine years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the fifth year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Rate Shield. Another way we can save you money on your mortgage. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Based on Rocket Mortgage data in comparison to public data records, racial approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. So, uh, we're going to be cold this weekend, or at least for the next couple of days anyway. And so I only have about a minute and a half left here. I want to tell you a quick uh, story about being cold. Um... 
I was uh, at the Rendezvous 87. That was in 1987, long time ago. But it was the, all, the last All-Star game I cared about. It was the uh, NHL All-Stars against the Soviet team. And it was in Quebec City. And still one of the best things I've ever done, best things I've ever covered. And I, uh, it was 65 below zero wind chill in Quebec City. And I can remember uh, it was so cold when you would get out of the car in front of the hotel to run into the hotel. And I mean run. It felt like somebody was holding a match to the tip of your nose. That's how much it burned from the cold. But the best part was while we were going through all that, they had these ice sculptures in town that were made for the for the uh, people coming to see the All-Star game. And a busload of kids came by. And at 65 below zero, instead of hiding in their homes... The kids had a field trip to the to the park. And they were out looking at the ice sculptures, and one of the kids was lying on the ground while another kid was rubbing ice on his bare stomach. That's the difference in living where it's cold all the time. So toughen up, you guys. It ain't that cold. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.